Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently our story is Friends Like These, and it can be found as a standalone module at your local game store or online. This is Act 2, Episode 3, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Hey, I'm Chris, and I play a level 7 dwarvish fighter with the alignment of chaotic good. And I am the bard of the party, to no one's surprise. Um, I'm actually a, a happy middle with neutral. Say neutral good. I'm neutrally good. I'm good at being neutral and really good at annoying people. I'm Christine, and I have no idea what class and, uh, and alignment my character would be in this. Paladin. Uh, the, you, 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 how you wound me with this. I do have a very big shield. And dude, I'm TV93. I'm a sniper and a sharpshooter. You know, I'd sort of like be the lovable rogue, like, you know, the guy that kind of gets all the girls. He's got the little scruffy beard and kind of the blue eyes and stuff. And everybody really, really likes him. But no one really quite trusts him, you know, because he sort of has a past, you know. Sort of is that a capital past, P sort of past or is that an I But uh, I got to say, uh, are you a Sith a Lord? Because you do take my breath away. <laughs> just, just a pebble before the landslide. What? Nothing TV. Go back to humming to yourself. To get to know our characters a little bit better, I'm going to ask questions of them as they come up. So for Matu, you've just kind of been introduced to a new Mandalorian mercenary camp. And how are you finding them and their ways? This is painful no matter how many times I go through it. Every Mandalorian faction is a little bit different, not just by their clan, but how they choose to live their lives. Do you know how many pretender Mandalorian clans there are? How many knockoff pieces of armor with fake buffed Beska? How many people try to use Mandalorian phrases, put their tattoos on upside down, carry around blasters with ornamentations they haven't earned? It's horrifying. I know that our culture is one that inspires fear and courage, but you can't just take it and use it whatever way you want to. It's earned. It's part of our life. Being a Mandalorian isn't just about glory, it's about the suffering you've had to endure along with it. So yes, here's another one. Another group of them. They might be good and honorable, they might be horrible. Only time is going to tell. I'll reserve my judgment till the end. Dude, you totally lost me a buff Beska. B- buffed Beska. Beska. Be- I think he just likes the alliteration. How do, how do you say it? I don't. Buff Beska. That's what we should name the Puff Pig. No, we're gonna. I'm. Wait, you you kept one of those? No, 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 no. That has to go back right now. <laughs> no, he needs to, needs to go on the van. And I want to get a quick recap uh, from Nima. So after leaving the planet Zorn, we came over to Vlemeth Port, uh, looking for a group of Mandalorians to try to assist us in the defense of Zorn. I sent the rest of my squad on ahead and before i knew it uh they were in some kind of trouble i still don't know what really happened but when i showed up on the scene there were lots of blaster bolts flying around matu was in a full out uh, axe versus sword duel or sword versus puffer pig shortly thereafter uh and uh we took some people out and then we followed our mandalorian contact cad out to a encampment for Clan Baroya, um, where they've actually made an alliance with some talls, some rather large snow wookie like things with uh, with four eyes, 
and uh, Cad was going to arrange a meeting with the clan leader, and uh, that was going to take a little bit of time. So while we were waiting, Matu overheard some Mandalorians in need of some assistance, uh, namely their training cadre had gone missing, and uh, we volunteered our ship and our services to help in the search. We had just found their campsite when we last left off. So yeah, we left off at the very end of last time with the four of you and the Mandalorians and Tulls that you have brought with you arriving at a camp that sat in the snow. There's still smoke coming from the fire pit, but it doesn't appear to be lit. And there looks to be the remnants of a pitched battle here and tracks leading off towards a canyon in the distance. And as you look off in that direction, you can see the clouds that had been on the top of the mountain starting to come towards you. We're getting even more of a time crunch here. The weather is working against us, too. You had said that there were footprints and blood in the snow. Yes, small droplets of blood. Time to roll that survival check for tracking. Mm, Or do I want to use the force? Who has survival? I do. I've got a yellow and two green in survival. I'm going to do that. All right. It's going up against a grand total of two purple. Okay. Yellow, two green against two purple. Ah, triple failure and three advantages. You know the general direction. One of the things that comes out of this, though, is the tracks are of tulls and narglatches. Oh, what? The giant cat-like things that are kind of purple and actually look really cool. Huh. Peculiar. One other thing for the third adventure, sir, you can see that the Nurglatch prints are pressing into the snow very deep, as if burdened by a heavy load. Shriv, didn't you tell me that there were tolls as part of the training cadre? Right, there is. But were there any Nurglatches as part of the training cadre? One sec. Goes over, asks Mursok, that's right next to him, do you know about any Nurglatches? I haven't seen your guys with any narglatches. No, the oh boy. the Gnez don't have any narglatches in their tribe. But there are other tribes in the area. Yes, that is what Mursak uh. was saying. And, well, the Nez are good with us, but some of them are a bit more isolationist, one might say. So you're saying tribes that disagree with you? That is another way of saying it. But then why don't we see a bunch of bodies here? Uh, hold on, let me let me try something. Force, foresee, dark side, flip, strain. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you're trying to foresee what happened to? Well, that's backwards, so that makes sense. Uh, foresee is forward, so I'm guessing... Uh, or where they ended up, I guess is a better way of putting it. Yeah, I guess so. By the way, listeners in listener land, our destiny pool is at four white, three dark, after uh, Chris's destiny flip. For those of you playing at home. (laughs) Actually, for this, Chris, I'm going to take an extra strain off of you for this. Because you're searching this out, and then all of a sudden you're sort of struck cold by a sense of deja vu. And you see a stockade of... Mandalorians and another one in your head in this wooden cage and and you also see this Tull's chieftain standing next buzzing up at the 
person who's in the cage. You're sort of drawn back. And as you do, you see this sheer ice cliff that goes along a rocky bit of valley and comes back through this canyon that you see off in the distance. As you just sort of streak back, you see a blinding blizzard start to come in as your mind's eye sort of sucks back into your head. Oh, oh, okay. There's, they're still alive. We gotta look for an ice wall, like a sheer cliff in a valley, but we don't have much time. The blizzard's coming, and I don't think that they intend to keep these prisoners alive for much longer. Nima frowns, and she's looking over at Matu, and uh, she'll draw a little closer and ask uh, quietly, did you just do the thing? (laughs) Yes, I just did the thing. (laughs) Why else would... I've been trying to do the thing the entire time we've been here. And it hasn't worked? It's not... I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just looking forward, and that's what I saw. But this is similar to something I saw before. Uh, Back on the Shadow Raptor, I've seen part of this vision before. I thought that vision was of Zorn. It was of Zorn, but it was also of here, and it was also of Slaver Planet. Kawak, I think. So, what else did you see in addition to this ice wall thing? Like I said, they're alive, but they're captured. This chieftain involved here doesn't look too happy. In the previous vision, I tried to kill him. Um, Oh, good. We don't have much time, but we do have a lot of Mandalorians. So he looks at them. (laughs) Any of you any better tracking at this than I am? This is your planet, after all. To which Mursak buzzes next to Shriv's head. And yeah, the big guy will lead us. Just fall in after him. And these guys are amazing at cold weather and throwing a punch. Just really be careful about that whole punch thing. And, like, blades, they're, they're surprisingly good at the blades. Oh, so you weren't joking when you said I could learn how to use the axe from them. I mean, just, you're, you're a smart person. You learn very quickly. It's just, combat is just applied physics. So, you know, watch what they're doing. Uh, and if somebody charges at you, uh, hold it across your body. And if you're going to swing it, <laughs> swing the heavy part at the other guy. She's, she's nodding like she's making notes. Still not really sure about this whole axe thing, but, you know. Okay, so I'm assuming that this is sort of, you guys are talking halfway through this montage of you guys starting to trudge uh, through the snow along the path that, like, it's an actual path that pretty much anyone could follow. It's a trod path. And as you guys are going, I'm kind of wanting to get a resilience check off of y'all. How deep is the snow? The snow isn't that deep, but the wind ahead of the snow that is coming is cold and biting. Okay. You know, snow always looked a lot prettier in the pictures. Says the person from the city planet. <laughs> What's the difficulty? Uh, it is two purple and one setback. Well, I got four green, two blue. So here we go. Three success, two threat. Four success, two threat. Now here come the people who don't have four brawn. Uh, you said two purple and a black against my one brawn. TV doesn't have to roll it, does he? I don't think he does. I just failed once! <laughs> and we're proud of you for that. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. Could have been, yeah. And yeah, if I remember right, droids do not do environmental effects. Because he's fancy. Ah, oh, it's been a while since I've had a brisk hike. <laughs> Guess the blood flowing. Don't you think, Kiff? 
All right, so for Kith, who failed, sadly, um, you're reducing your strain threshold by one until you are able to get back warm. Whatever whatever you say, Matu. This is great. This is this is great. She's walking as close as physically possible to Atal's, trying to hide behind them. <laughs> uh, you're, you're dragging the axe again, Kith. Pick it up. Sorry, I'm just... It's just... Okay, I got it. And it has a hand on your shoulder as it's carrying its... Like, using its spear end as a walking staff. Kith is basically vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding behind this tall, trying to find a place that's out of the wind. And Nima and Matu are getting a setback for actions until you guys get back warm. Oh. Okay, so my strain threshold. Yeah. yeah. That's different. Means that you can't go up any higher than it. Gotcha, gotcha. For the next little while, you're going to be slightly more easy to run out of steam. You know, we really should have brought jackets. As you're trudging along, the cold wind whips around as the Tulls start their nasally conversation about the local DM tribe with the Mandalorians. They talk about how reclusive they are and may have taken offense if they now consider this their territory. The Naz have had long issues with them ranging into their territory. It might have been them. It Like, the path definitely says that it could be. Like, and one of their camps is not too far away. Out of random curiosity, does anyone have a outdoorsman? I think that's it. Moving, like, having speed over wilderness terrain? Uh, while available is a 5 XP talent in my tree. Uh, I did not buy... Actually, Ben, I have Swift. You do not suffer usual penalties for moving through difficult terrain. All right, that definitely works. I forgot and I have that because I had to buy that to get to quick draw. Shockingly <laughs> enough, Kith does not have anything of the sort. But if one of you has it, especially in this, which is kind of sort of a group check, I'm going with all of you get the benefit of it. Yay! Woo-hoo. So Nima's up there at the front, sort of trudging next to one of the talls, and the rest of you are sort of strung out in a line because it's just easier to move that way in snow. Everybody's dragging their feet slightly so Kith can follow the path. This is when I wish I still had the metal shield because then I would be like a snowplow up at the front. <laughs> the tallest up that you're following is pretty much acting like it. Like this guy, he's eight foot tall and in the snow, it's almost like he just sort of blends in from time to time. But you can always see that little trough that he makes that you're stepping on, which then compacts it. And by Kith that's bringing up the rear, it's a full-out path. The Tulls that's leading, this Mursok, he's leading you unerringly for this canyon. About halfway there, the snow comes in, and Kith can hardly see Nima up at the front, let alone where this crevasse is. But this Tulls has not wavered in going from side to side other than to dodge around a tree or something. After about half an hour, maybe close to 45 minutes, you get to the edge of this valley and into this opening for a canyon. And looking through the blowing snow, you see the start of a windswept crevasse. Off to one side, you can see a icy ledge that goes on for a little bit, and further along, you see a much easier slope to amble down. You can kind of see the tops of trees, but also it's mostly covered up by snow at this point. If you want to, you can try and scale down right where you are, or you can try and go along the icy path to 
try and not slip and go down at a much easier level. Easier is probably our best bet right now, especially with Kith and TV and folks. How much time have we spent doing all of this, though? Almost two hours now since we left, so we're, we're going to be a little late getting back. Should we split up? Yeah, I'll take whatever Mandalorians feel comfortable scaling down. The rest of you flank around. Okay, a couple Mandalorians stay with the group who's going to be going along the ledge to the easier spot. That leaves four Mandalorians and two towels going with Matu and who's ever wanting to amble down. Well, just this is this is a mechanics question. Would it make sense for me to be able to agile my way down? You could, but it would be a bit harder of a thing. Okay. It's also a lot steeper, so if you miss, it's going to be more of an actual hit as you fall and bounce off of rocks. As opposed to the other one's going to be more of a slide down rocks if things go sideways. Gotcha. I've heard that falling damage in FFG is not to be laughed at. No, no, no. I mean, a minor fall is like 10 wounds, 10 strain. And it gets worse from there. (laughs) Y'all take the easy route, then. You guys have fun. Since a number of Mandalorians are going to go with Matu, Nima's going to stick with Kith and TV for the moment, mostly to help make sure they get down safely. Alright. I think we should split the team more evenly. Nah, I'm fine. Oh yeah, of course you're fine. I roll (laughs) 85 dice when I roll athletics checks, mister. I'm fine. Is that something Kith would actually push for? Kith doesn't know who these people are, Mm -hmm. but if Matu is confident, she'll be okay with it. Not happily. But okay. And that is some of why Nima's also sticking with the two of you, because <laughs> we don't know these people that well. And uh, Matu's a little more likely to be able to take care of himself. Nobody's going to hurt him. All right, down we go. Two of them start over and start clambering down. They're initially starting to look for a place to put a pit on, and then trying to find a place to latch in some rope so that's a bit easier. But going down here, especially considering this is sort of a, like, it's iced up and fairly vertical... It is going to be a grand total of three purple, one red check. Ooh, that is mean. Okay, I'm going to flip one back. So with my destiny flip, I have two yellow, two green, two blue, and a force die against three purple and a red. Here we go. No. <laughs> well, in, unless unless you want to use that dark side. Oh, wait, I, okay, so... I was going to say, I've already flipped one, but can I flip again to use that dark side uh, point? Sadly, no. Ah, I knew it. See, this is why we don't flip them, you guys. Gosh. So that's a failure. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Five advantages. Well, okay, you do have five advantages. Like, there's a disturbing amount of advantages, but yeah, all of your successes canceled. As you go thump, 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 as one of the Mandalorians also goes. Well, help two. Yeah, the two tiles get to the bottom. Thankfully, you have no despairs or high amounts of threat, because that would have been fun for me. But getting to the bottom, you do take, like, after soak, that is a total of six wounds. Like, this is bouncing down. It's not a perfectly vertical wall, but it's, like, it's sloped, but not great. So, yeah, it'll be, like, bouncing a few times going down. Okay, so how many advantages do I need to spend to maintain our stealth? We fell, but we did it super quietly. You somehow make it sound like an avalanche. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nobody, nobody yelled. Nobody yeah. went ah. We all just we all <laughs> fell, and we took it like Mandalorians, we just silently resigned to our fate. 
Okay, that sounds like a three to me. Alright, so I'll take three advantages for that. I'm going to spend two of them. I need to reduce some strength. <laughs> While you're doing that, like that takes a... Even to the point of where you guys slip, it's still going to take a bit of time. So I'm going to flip back to the other group that is going to be doing a one red, one purple coordination check. Yep, one purple, one red coordination check. Um, and this is trying to go down like the slope, right? Uh, this is trying to get to the slope and then head down it, yes. Okay. I'm trying to think how, because Nima is going to try to stick close to um, probably Kith in particular. Just trying to make sure, trying to help her along the way. Because Nima doesn't know this is exactly a coordination test. Glad that you're not carrying that old shield. Me too. Thank you for that again. <laughs> I've got to be good for something. So, Kith is monkeying along. She's dodging rocks and making use of all of her limbs unabashedly. Uh, actually, I know, I know how Nima will help. Let me hold the axe for you while you do this. <laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> I think that's a grand plan. All right. Are we doing this team or are we doing this individual? I think individual. Uh, I already threw my roll in. Yeah. Did, got did a so. success and an advantage. In TV? No. Well, you're in a threat. Okay. And Leslie? Nimbling, bimbling along as best she can, uh, not holding the axe. She succeeds once. It's not awesome. dignified, but it works. Okay, so as you're doing that, Matu is on the ground with four Mandalorians and two Tulls. You get to the bottom, all of you stand up, Mursok's there, and guides you to a slow-moving river. And gets to where the like much more gentle-style ramp is. And points up as you see TV skating down. Oh, God. Taking two strain. As he then comes to a stop in front of Matu. Like, almost literally like he was surfing, but very unexpectedly. He pops up, dusts himself off. It's like it's exactly what he planned on. Sadly, the Splattercon shirt is torn up by the uh, threat. Gotta go back next year. <laughs> Shortly thereafter, Nima and Kith are, like, you can see them making their way down. If you're willing to get ahead, then, yeah, TV has caught up by, like, sliding, and the eight of you head on. The stream cuts through a forest of simple bone and fur tents. Ahead is a blooded Mandalorian warrior suspended over a stream in a wooden cage. She's stripped of her armor to the waist, and her wounds leak freely into the stream through gashes in the understocking. Before you can react, the Tulls swarm the search party surrounding you in a circle of razor-sharp spears and after a moment, a larger Tulls with an elaborate headdress breaks through the circle and warbles angrily. This clearly is the chieftain of the Dehem tribe. I think we found the people we're looking for. <laughs> I'm not sure we found them really counts. Yeah, yeah. We really need to get better at stealth. Did they get the whole party, or just the one set of us? As the second set comes up, you're greeted by two more packs of warriors with the spears poking at you as if they're expecting you. So basically, we're all surrounded one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is a trap all along. Uh, I imagine, like, Mursok and the, like, the Tulls, like, we're hearing a, a lot of buzzing all around as they're, you know, throwing insults and stuff back and forth and 
I, I can't imagine everybody's just quiet right now. Mursak and the chieftain are sort of staring down at each other, and the chieftain is sort of eyeing Matu as well with his white and gray armor. Like, since it's so very different from Clan Boria, he's sort of eyeing it, and he's demanding payment for trespassing on their land. Is it Shriv who's doing the translating? It's definitely a telephone at this point. Chieftain's yelling, Mursak's translating the dialect, and Shriv is translating Mursak's to basic, and then he's repeating what's going on. And it's this sort of three-step telephone thing, so... Out of, like, the, the Mandalorians and Tulls and people with us, is any, like, have our people drawn weapons at all? They have hands on holsters, like, hands on uh, stocks and that, but they haven't actually drawn down yet. Okay. Given we are invading in their territory, Shriv, I don't think a little recompense would <laughs> would be too much to offer here, especially if you can get your people back. I know this is probably not the Mandalorian way, but this doesn't have to come to a fight. Alright, you can tell by his posture that he's starting to make sure that it's going to be a bit of a fight, or that he's wanting it to be a fight, and if you're wanting to sort of calm them down, it's going to actually be a bit of a leadership check. Oh, well, I've made a leadership check or two in my day. Alright, so this is going to be a three purple leadership check to keep the Mandalorians from fully, like, drawing it instigating a fight with all the tulls around. Alright. Uh, two green, two yellow, and a blue, versus three purple. <laughs> Five successes, a triumph, and a threat. I'm gonna be unoriginal with that, and you're just sort of taking the stress of the situation of trying to keep these Mandalorians from pouncing on these tulls as a strain. Oh, and I actually forgot, because I am still cold... And take away one success because I forgot my setback for being cold. <laughs> so what I think is happening here is when Nima's saying that, you know, like all, all the Mandalorians were getting ready for a fight. And it starts to dawn on them more as she's she's speaking just kind of how outnumbered we are for the moment. Completely surrounded and they've, you know, they fought tolls, they've trained with them. And one in melee is not going to be fun to fight, never mind if you have to fight two or three per Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah, and it looks like your group is outnumbered by the tells of the Deham tribe. And then we have a triumph. That's kind of a question. What what do we do with the triumph? Um, I want to use a triumph where when I'm speaking, you know, out here, and everybody's relaxing a little bit more, the the Tull's chieftain like takes note of this. He's realizing we are standing down in some way. Like we're we're willing to deal, basically. And so we have that moment where then he'll signal to his people and they, you know, they're still holding onto their spears, but at least they're not brandishing them at us so much as they're at rest. Okay, yeah, I can definitely go with that. They've stood down a little bit. That doesn't look like everyone's going to be stabbing each other or shooting at each other nearly as quickly. Okay, that's better. Now, why don't we talk? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm cold and scared. And surrounded by giant things in a blizzard. On the other hand, they at least have a fire going on that you can see and hear and hear crackling. But it's just out of reach. It's not nearly big enough. On the other hand, surprisingly effective for a fire, considering it's still going with a fairly high wind. Can I roll for pathetic and hope that they let me stand by it? 
Shriv, tell them that we want to pay for not just our passage, but for the freedom of your people as well. And she gestures at the woman up in the cage. Uh, is the woman conscious? Uh, it doesn't really look like she's conscious, no. Okay. I mean, if they're alive. It definitely looks like they're alive. Like, you can see her breathing, and you can see the other Mandalorians in a cage. Like, uh wooden stockade type place. Okay. Are any of them as roughed up as she is? No, none of them look anywhere near as roughed up as she is. Matu, how did this whole scene go down before? This is pretty much as far as the vision went. Well, after I tried to kill them. Oh good, so the future can be altered. (laughs) I'm not sure I want it to. Do you see what they did to her? I do. We're a little outnumbered here, Matu. Which is Mandalorian for today is a good day for someone else to die. <laughs> because they're not fully Klingon. No. Dad Gummit Chris, will you just read Discworld books already? Maybe it is, but we have another fight we need to save our strength for. And if we start negotiating with these barbarians, we may not live to get to it either way. Kith sneezes. Matu, is there some way? Clan Baroya can show strength in this without it being a full-on bloodbath? No. What are you talking about? Show strength? This isn't Coruscant. We're in the middle of an ice planet. No, but some of the same principles apply. Look, I've seen some hollow documentaries and there's things like ritualistic combat and, you know, nonsense like that. Fine. Challenge their chieftain to a duel. I'll take her out. Or him out, or whatever it is. And, uh... Shriv and uh, Mursok are probably been, you know, talking back and forth, and Ema's going to tap Shriv on the shoulder. Is that a thing that they do? <laughs> they've, they've been listening in to you, and, like, as the two of you have been talking, they've sort of been looking at each other. Mursok's been nodding as Matthew came up with the ritualistic comments. Like, a little bit of a shrug, but again, nodding. It's like, Shriv goes, why, yeah, it is something that the Tals do. It's, it's relatively rare, but you might be able to talk them into it. So... We're talking like a duel. I just want to make sure I'm hearing this correctly. Oh, yes. Basically, tell them that we want to come come down to a fight. Our best fighter versus theirs, and the winner... Well, if we win, we get to leave with the Mandalorians and the members of the other Tolls tribe. And uh, if we lose... I'm actually not sure what happens if we lose. <laughs> they don't get me. <laughs> As TV's saying that, the chieftain does look over and comes over to TV, tapping on the sunglasses. Watch the shades. Implying that he would like them. Triv then points out, Well, the big guy there actually kind of likes your shades there, droid. That's excellent taste. I want to get, like, a negotiation check, charm check. Might even go with leadership. Uh, it's probably more negotiation. I could go with that, I'm I'm not really delivering orders so much. As I'm doing the, I'm engaging in the game of telephone. Yeah, so this is going to be two purple, two setback, because of the whole telephone thing. Uh, what were you gonna say, Chris? Oh, I was gonna ask Kif if she got any more of them sweet stim packs, cause I'm kind of hurt. Oh my yes, no, Kif keeps a, a supply. Okay, sweet. Are you gonna sidle over, or are you just kind of mugging at her across this group? <laughs> yeah, I think that it's like Kif, Kif. Kith, Kith. What? She's holding the axe, shivering Stim- madly. Stimpak. 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 
Do you want me to throw it at you? <sighs> oh, come on. That would be awesome. Slowly crawl, like, kind of shuffle a little bit <laughs> at a time. Kip gets, gets his, like, baby step shuffling towards Matu. <laughs> and she's, when they get closer, she pulls the stem back out and kind of ho- holds it out to the side, not really looking at him. Meanwhile, give me two. <laughs> give me two. <laughs> okay, she rustles her and hands him another one. <laughs> Just to make sure you are getting full nine healing out of that. Yeah, so I'll still have one. I had ten. But All right, you're now taking I'm one. Yeah. One I can manage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Nima engaging in the game of telephone did not go so well. Uh, with my three green, uh, you know, yellow versus two purple and two black, I failed with two threat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is just confused during this. At some point, Shriv is confused. Mursok is confused. The Chieftain is definitely confused. And we're trying to go back and forth. And everybody, especially the Chieftain, is getting very frustrated with this clunky system of communication. The Chieftain is going to agree. And he's going to agree to your best fighter versus like pretty much what you had said. Your best fighter versus their best fighter, which obviously is the Chieftain. And the Chieftain is going to have his spear. And you can see it's got a little bit of Narglech fur on it. It's honed up and, like, it's... You can tell that this is a very worked-upon spear. That this guy's put in a huge amount of time and effort into balancing and whatnot. And Shriv translates out, well, Big Furry over there says he's willing to do the duel, but... Whoever fights, no energy weapons. It has to be melee weapons. Oh, that's no problem. Not anything, even like that funny little thing that you have on your wrist there. And you can see the Dihem tribe getting into a circle. To one side of the circle is the cage, and circling between the cage and the uh, fire, so that Kith could even get close to it and not get any colder. Woohoo! Are they have they actually taken our weapons or are they just menacing us and letting us stand there holding our stuff? They're they're menacing you with their spears. Like they're all really close. They all essentially if a big fight were to start out, everyone would start engaged to someone else. Yeah. Okay. Then you would get to use that axe. Oh good. With my single brawn. And they would get stabbed. That's gonna be great. It's a great plan, guys. I'm assuming you don't have any problems with a <laughs> melee fight, Matu. No, that's fine. Let me talk to Amp real quick. Dude. Dude, if I lose this, which I won't, but if I do... Shoot you in the head. No. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot him in the head. What are you talking about? Oh, right. That's better. Yeah. I mean, you could shoot me in the head if I die anyway. (laughs) Do that on your own time. Alright. Shoot Shoot someone in the head. For the heck of it. Shoot all the bad guys in the head. Bad guys in the head. Got it, yeah. We're gonna die. (laughs) Alright, so, yeah, the chieftain standing there, his headdress sort of ruffling in the wind at this point. Like, there's a blizzard starting to come in. There's, for the Dehem tribe and even a couple of the Gnaz tribe, you're looking at, they're essentially creating a windbreak as they pile in close to each other. And there's... To one side, the chieftain, and the other side, Matu, with his vibro sword. Now, are we part of the circle? Or are we on the outside of it so that we can't really see what's going on? Uh, I was figuring that you guys are part of the circle. Okay, I just wanted to be sure. Thank you. Yeah, like, so that all the Mandalorians who are there 
can see it, and that way everyone can see this. There's no way that anyone can dispute what is about to happen. And for this, I want to do an actual showdown, because, well, I kind of want to. For this, it's sort of a two-part thing. One either intimidate or size up the opponent and then do a quick combat. Sweet. Like Legends of the Five Ring style. Almost. I'm going with a fly casual style, but okay. It's actually really, really close. Oh, alright. Well, there you go. For those following at home, it is on fly casual page 85 and 86. Like, right before the Hintaro stuff and has a nice table on things that you can do after trying to intimidate or trying to size them up. Like, you can do cool perception. Things like that. Or you can do the coolest of perceptions. Don't mind me, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna intimidate. So you're going to be trying to do coercion? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my lines here first. Here we go. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna see how many lines, <laughs> how many blues I can earn with just lines. Here we go, here we go. Jotnese, pate, jotnese, ken, judicatir, shamandoade. I am Matu Ordo, the clan Ordo. This is the sword of my father and his father and of the fathers of a thousand Mandalorians. It has tasted the blood of Jedi. It has slain Sith. It will not fail me today. Jurir! Jurir! Jukadir! And the other Mount, uh, the other Mandos, Mandos start joining in on that. Jurir! Yeah. yeah, actually, it it's kind of like the sword clash. They're sitting in in in, in sync. It's echoing in the canyon. Uh, like way. maybe knocking a fist against like, the chest plate of their armor to make uh, like, yeah, a... Yeah, that's kind of what I'm... Uh, yeah, if we had a cool Mandalorian haka, they'd be doing it right now. <laughs> yes! Okay, so that, I'll give you an upgrade and a boost. Yeah, that's good, because I only have a yellow and a green base for coercion, so that's two yellow and a blue. Alright, now this guy is made of fairly stern stuff. And he's kind of used to people trying to intimidate him. So it's going to be going up against two red and a purple. Can, can he have like a force, like, boosty thing that... I don't know how the force works. Uh, I know you not, can roll it on some things that make it better. Enhance. Yeah, there there is a version of that for social things, but I don't think Machu's bought it. I do not have it, no. What if he does like his his Mando forms real fast? No, I could. I mean, I could flip and I could get myself a green. That would make it almost even. Actually, a little bit pitched. Toward, yeah, I'm gonna do it. So that'll add a green. So two yellow, a green, a blue against two red and a purple. <laughs> nope. I'm just not. I can't you, do you it. You can't roll successes. You are rolling all of the advantages. I know. I've got two failures and six advantages. What am I doing? He's not intimidated, but he's very confused and disoriented. <laughs> Is that six advantage? Yeah, it's disturbing. <laughs> Let's go through this. Just quickly as a rundown of six different actions going from Yon Magic Table, just on the off chance you want to use any of them. Perform a guarded stance maneuver as an incidental during the draw phase. Drop prone or stand up from prone as an incidental during the draw phase. Perform the aim maneuver as an incidental during the draw phase. That's two. Add plus ten to the first critical injury uh, the character inflicts before the end of his next turn. Draw a weapon as an incidental during the draw phase or a subsequent turn. Or force a target to drop his weapon uh, that he's carrying. That last one sure is tempting. It's only worth three. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I'll take I'll take the drop, the weapon drop, and I'll take um, the free aim. All right, that's five. If you want to, you could do a guarded stance. I honestly don't remember uh, what that means. Uh, that also that gives penalties to attack, but boosts your defense. Essentially, gives a, gives both you and him a setback die for melee checks. Oh, okay, then less useful. That's why it's so cheap. Recover remove a strain. strain. Jinx. Oh yeah, I should <laughs> remove a strain. I'm gonna remove a strain. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I think because <laughs> maybe maybe in, in an odd way uh, to get this this weapon to be dropped, I failed the intimidation. He's not scared. He just doesn't think he needs it because there's a goofy Mandalorian <laughs> doing a dance. Speaking in a language he doesn't understand, he's like, oh, I'm not even gonna need this. He just puts the spear down, like, I'm just gonna take him out with my hands. I kinda like that, and yeah, I'm thinking that this big guy is going to try and do the classic bad guy. I'm going to yell loudly at Matu. Speaking of the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that might have crossed my mind. I think that's against your discipline for him trying to coerce you. I only got two green. But you have all of your Mando brethren and your whole team cheering you on, dude. Alright, so two purple and a black. I'll actually give you what I gave you for the last one. So this is turning into uh, one purple, one red, one black against his three yellow. And success and two advantage. So he is going to be rolling like for the initiative part. He's going to be rolling with a upgrade for his cool which actually is rather horrible and he is going to be aiming for his two advantage because he got a success and two advantage. Matu is very concerned about how this is playing out. He remembers the conversation he had with Master Plo being that the dark side is when you try to take control. Maybe he's drifting too far into that dark side direction. Nima spent all this time calming everybody down to make a diplomatic approach, and Matu immediately leapt into trying to solve this again with combat. And so as he sees this roaring chieftain beast, he's struck with the thought that maybe I've done the wrong path here, uh, and maybe I'm going to pay for it in a moment. Yeah. Okay, so roll cool? Oh, my cool's garbage. Okay. <laughs> uh, no difficulty on this. This is like a cool initiative thing. Like, literally. Hey, I got a success. <laughs> success and three advantages. Alright, and now watch how... Why did I never buy inspiring rhetoric? <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been pretty useful. Yeah, yeah, but right, right. I always love it when the guy wins on advantage. I want to know how many advantage we have rolled total tonight, because it is ridiculous. All it, of it them. It really is. Yeah, like, we beyond the first roll, it's been rather wacky. Okay, so, the ceremonial... Sp- the spear that he has is dropped to the ground, thinking that he just doesn't need it. He reaches behind his back, and from the middle of his back, he pulls out this tiny knife that looks to be relatively sharp and slightly gnarly, and he starts coming at Matu, and he is going to be attempting to hit him. Is this like like a dagger knife, or does it only look tiny because he's giant? Like, it's not short sword size, it's definitely a knife size. Like, a buoy knife, I'm guessing. This is a knife. Yeah, I'm gonna flip one to upgrade my defense here, because I think I need it. The force loves you, Matu. So his melee, okay. And I do have one melee defense. And you have a melee defense, you've upgraded it, so it's now one purple, one red, and one setback. 
because of your melee defense. He has one boost because of the aim he got during the intimidate phase, as he then comes in and trying to swing with his kniffy. That's actually a reasonable hit, though he does have two threat. He gets four success, two threat, and no specials. So he does a grand total of nine damage. Is there pierce? No, no pierce. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, thankfully you're not going up against his uh, spear. Because his spear does a lot. It's this barreling blast of a hit. It strikes Matu. The armor holds for the most part. Uh, but he's staggered back several feet just from the sheer force of this guy's hit. It's uh, unnerving. I can definitely see how it would be. Uh, is there anything you want to get from the two threat? Because it's most certainly yours to spend. Uh, can I get a more blue? <laughs> I go with that. Like normally, okay. yeah, two threat off of a an opponent's attack is certainly uh, blue. He's left himself open. Yeah, like he is using a like it's a big knife, but it's still a knife, and you've got a vibro sword, so I could see him like leaving himself open so that you could try and swipe in, get inside his guard, as it were. Uh, so I've got three yellow and a green for melee, one blue for the threats, one blue for the aim. Um, is there any adversary? There is one adversary. Alright, so a red and a purple. <sighs> this is not working tonight, but I'm going to flip it one more time, and if it doesn't work, I'm never flipping it to upgrade a yellow ever again. So we're at four yellow, two blue, one purple, one red. Finally hit something today. Well, honestly, it's that flip that got you the success, man. It, it was. <laughs> so the force is with you. Actually, it's also your aim, but... <laughs> because you aimed, you got the hit. And now you do some stupid amount of uh, damage to him. With possibly a really, really, really mean critical. Uh, okay, so wait a minute. Fire Sword is plus two damage, right? Your brawn plus two, yeah. Okay, so that's seven damage, pierce four, and then I'm going to, let's see, my crit rating is only one, so I'm going to, with vicious one, so I'm going to crit with an extra of 50%? Okay, I'm going to do it. Crit with an extra 50%, and I swear, I hope I kill him. That would be so And this cool. is 50 on top of, uh, what's like the vicious on your on your sword already? That, that's 50 with the one. So I, I it's one to trigger, Yeah, it's right? one to trigger, so you lose that one. So then I had 40%, and then I had Vicious 1 already. So that's 50% total. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah! <laughs> 120. That's disgusting. That is where it starts getting fun. You did worse than Wow. Me. That actually is. It actually is what? I know nothing about the crit rolls. <laughs> it is blinded. So describe Jeez. that. And he's got four eyes. Or he had. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh. He had four eyes. <laughs> like, literally. As opposed to us with glasses. <laughs> Jerks and All kids. Here's what's happening. This Tals is charging at him, right? So let's back up a little bit. Tals is charging at him, got the knife in hand, uh, wheeling up his massive arm to come down at him. And behind the Tals, of course, is the fire and Kif, who is still awkwardly holding on to the... <laughs> Stupid um, axe. The axe. <laughs> And so he was, remember earlier he was having a conversation with her about how to fight, because she's a small person and holding a big axe, it wasn't going to work out. And so now Matu is the small person. So thankfully he's just gone over his small person combat. And so he remembers what he said to her. It's all in the hips. 
he comes down with this crashing strike right on his shoulder and he just takes it he takes it on purpose because he's going to shift and pivot along his hips so that his forward momentum comes crashing down onto the ground he took the damage but now he's kneeling which is the the threat that um boost die that gave him the ability to actually connect this hit he just wheels back the sword at eye level and then with one striking arc just splits all of his eyes in half in this gross rain and arc of blood and then i think he leans forward and goes katini which is suck it up (laughs) (laughs) you're such a jerk Uh, all right so he is going to try and take another swing with his knife at matu now what does blinded do to his chance to hit matu it upgrades it twice. Ooh, so instead geez. of being, uh, instead of it being two purple, flat out it's two red. Did nice. Did Chris use all of those? He did. That's how yeah. I, That's how he did that. He rolled a seventy and he got plus fifty on the roll. Did the fifty come from the advantage? I'm confused. Yep. Yeah, it's ten percent increase for every advantage additional. Uh, and it's that way because his his weapon has a crit rating of one. So, like, if he had a crit rating of two, then it's for every two advantages, it would be plus 10%. So, it's all your fault that I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitate to say my fault. I was at most an accessory to, to this battle. <laughs> it was entirely because you did so amazing on your mechanical rolls. Yes, it is. Uh, he then wheels around, attempts to take a swing at Matu with the knife seeing if he can try and connect. And it's as Matu makes the noise that he tries to wheel around and hit. Failing is mostly able to shove Matu, giving Matu a setback if Matu's going to do anything to him. It looks like he's had enough. Can I roll to know how much of their culture I understand? Because he's going to do whatever's going to be less dishonorable for this guy. If death would be better, he will kill him or try to kill him. But if, you know, living as a blind dude is okay with their culture, then he'll just let him live. But I don't know if he knows that, so... What do I gotta roll, like? I'd rather go with... Xenology? Xenology or perception? Well, perception, I have a decent shot, so... Let's go with... Do your perception, and I'll give you a boost to it, because the guy's trying to be stealthy. And it's... Well, you are in the middle of everything, so I'm giving you a setback as well. And it's going to be one purple, one red. Alright, so it's three green, two blue, because one is a force power that I picked up. Nice. Uh, Then I got a red, a purple, and a black. Uh, Success advantage. Alright, so with that, you are seeing Mursok nod sort of resignedly. He's trying to hold it back, but he's sort of making motions uh, along his throat. Hmm, okay. In the end, it's going to be a more honorable thing to put him out of his misery, other than like rather than trying to come back from this. Right. Okay. So um, I've got three yellow and a green, a purple, a red, and a black from the setback. Okay. Here we go. Two successes and an advantage. So eight damage, pierce four, and another. All right, crit. and that would be enough. <laughs> oh, and another another crit. <laughs> oh God. Unless you're just going to kill him, which is fine. 
Uh, how do you want to kill him is actually the question. Is it, yes, that is enough, and with the crit, I'll give it to you however you want. Again, he doesn't know their culture, but beheading people is typically kind of embarrassing. It's, it's better to bury an intact body, I think, so he'll just run it through his chest uh, and then, you know, kick his body off of the blade to make it cool for his Mandalorian bros, but at least the, the clan will have something to mourn when it's all said and done. And with that, the Mandalorians give up a cheer. Yay! One of the Talls comes over to the fallen chieftain, nods, looks up at you, sort of squints with two of his eyes, motions for everyone to, like, to give him room, and he takes the headdress off and starts straightening the body as the rest of them start, like, trying to lower the cage in a safe fashion. A couple others slink over to the uh, stockade, open the gate to it, where actually it's knocked down a few logs. Not so much a gate. Is anybody lowering the one that had the really jacked up lady in it? Yeah, there are two doing that. One's got their hand on it, pulling it away from the river, and another one's lowering it slowly, so that it's dropping down on the bank, not into the water. Alright, Kith is heading that way, because as far as she knows, she's the only one that still has stim packs. Matu has cleaned his sword, uh, goes over to Nima. I think it could take it from here. Yeah. You alright? Of course I'm alright. He fought with honor and died with honor. No one could ask for anything more. And Nima looks over at the Tull's body that's been now arranged, and she's thinking otherwise, but she's holding her tongue. It's her realizing these, both these people, the Tulls and the Mandalorians, have a very different system of beliefs than, than she does. Not wrong, necessarily, just different. Okay, I got one question I'm kind of wanting to ask, just in general. What's up with Amp right now? <laughs> he's, he's composing a power ballad. Just been watching the, the fight, yeah. Alright, no, it's just sort of wanting to check in. Is it harsh or mellow? Maybe making notes for, like, the some cool cover art off of this. Definitely makes for a good song. As the woman is brought out of the cage, and Matu and Nima come over... Okay, Kith is the first one there of your group. Kith, what are you doing? Well, I'll receive her from the cage as best I can. I mean, she's mando size, which means she's probably a bit bigger than I am, but... You know, she's probably in bad shape, so I'll just kind of try to get her out and on the ground so she doesn't fall. Mm-hmm. And then kind of let her know that I'm going to stab you, but helpfully. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm going to tell her I have a stim pack and let her know it's 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 going to help her. You know, we'll, we'll get her steady and then we're going to get her back to her people so that they can take care of her. Can we make that the name of the episode? I'm going to stab you. <laughs> that's that's Kit's like tagline. Poor dying woman. I'm going to stab you, but helpfully. Oh, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a t-shirt that's going to get you a lot of very specific looks. Uh, yes. Um. Okay. So, with that, like with you giving her a stim pack, it definitely takes very quickly and it like she regains a tiny bit of consciousness in net effect you're figuring this puts her at like one point below her threshold like she is very woozy 
she's going to need help. One of the one of the Mandalorians who had been in the stockade is bringing over her armor, and it's got that funky Y visor on it. Handing it to her, is she able to accept it? They're sort of sliding it onto her as very gently because they know that it's going to protect her more than the stocking that goes underneath. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. You can find TV93, you can call me Amp, at Brown. I didn't shoot Matu. This time. And I'm assuming that I'm next, so you can find me and Kith stabbing people helpfully with a smile on our mugs at GS. Hey, speaking of mugs, you can buy <laughs> mugs from us, but also from Silhouette Zero, my other podcast. You can check that out at SilZeroPodcast.com or just, you know, talk to me on Twitter at SilZeroChris. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. We are all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. There you can find more episodes, and you can help us out by rating and reviewing the show. You can find us on Facebook at Heroes of the Hydean Way. <laughs> it, it's it's now underlined in our show notes, just to make sure. Uh, and you can drop a holocom to heroes at com if you want to get in contact with us. And if you want to, and are able to, you can find us at patreon.com slash Way to help us out. Uh, financially so that we can have the wonderful editing software that isn't Audacity. Please Among help. other things. Wait! Do we get XP? You can say no, I just don't want you to. I, I didn't really do anything, but I will happily take it. <laughs>